0: Ongoing to create a new cooperative university across the UK. This work is taking advantage of the new Higher Education and Research Act that was introduced by the government in 2017 to encourage new providers, new challenger institutions to challenge the mainstream institutions. Uh, but this work is being led by the Cooperative College in Manchester been there for 100 years it's been there to support cooperative education that has that is uh, linked to the um, the cooperative movement I'll say more about that later the university that we are setting up will be part-time students mature maybe about 80 in the first year and they will unfortunately be paying a fee five and a half thousand but it's free in Scotland and we're hoping it will be free uh, in the near future The Cooperative College has created an interim academic board to work through the processes and the structures and the bureaucracies and that's comprised of of academics and students and, um, well, a student at the moment, uh, administrators and people from the cooperative movement and I'm the chair of that interim academic board. Uh, so, we are currently working through the new regulations with the Office for Students, the new regulator, and we very much hope to have degree awarding powers, pr- uh, probationary degree awarding powers, sometime uh, during this academic year. We've been involved with them for about a year and the pro- process is taking longer than we thought, uh, maybe over optimistically, um, but we are slowly but surely. Uh, addressing their various uh, queries and questions uh, and we are getting there Um, we've been filling in all the normal bureaucratic documentation that universities have to complete uh, access and participation plans, risk assessment um, documentation uh, and of course academic freedom Um, and devising new programs and modules and the way in which we get them validated and and in relationship with the QAA, I'll say more about the courses and the network in a minute but just let me go on to say something about the politics behind this because I, I know we talk a lot about ethics and m- morality and that's all very very important but the corporate university sees itself very much as a political project it came out and has come out of the USS pension strike the recent USS pension strike in 2018 which became much more than just a call for the protection of pensions but was a call for more democratic governance in higher education the cooperative university has come out of the student protests of 2010 and the free university movement of which which I was involved so student protests and student resistance has, has always been at the heart of this project and also the cooperative university is taking advantage of new forms of cooperation new forms of co-ops that are being have been developed not just producer co-ops or consumer co-ops but now social co-ops which allow engagement between m- members of the co-op and external stakeholders just say something about cooperatives and what they are cooperatives are our enterprises that are owned and managed democratically by their members to meet their common economic social cultural and political needs and for the benefit of the wider community cooperative Values and principles are very important and are defined as self-help, independence, equality, solidarity, autonomy and education is a key issue for the cooperative movement. And Cook has written helpfully a report that was commissioned by the cooperative college in 2014 of the many similarities between academic culture and really the cooperative movement. As I just said, there are different types of co ops, and the Co op University is focusing on the social solidarity model. And the Cooperative University is steeped in the radical history of the Cooperative Movement. Since the 1840s, the Cooperative Movement emerged in the north of England as a political project to subordinate capital to labour. So there's a very strong critical political economy at the heart of which, of which, heart of this, of which I will say more later, to build a human association based on new forms of social value or commonwealth, create new forms of commonwealth. Not just how are we going to redistribute money, how are we going to redistribute money, but to abolish money, to create new forms of social value and commonwealth, and politically. The cooperative movement is about the common ownership of the means of production, dissemination and exchange of socially useful knowledge. The cooperative university will be a confederation of already existing or emerging cooperative independent autonomous higher education cooperatives that have emerged across the UK in response to the crisis in higher education. Leicester Vaughan College is a cooperative that came out of the closure of the adult education provision at Leicester University and with the support of the council has set up Leicester Vaughan College offering degrees, eventually, hopefully, in the arts and the humanities and counselling. Feral Art School in Hull is a school that has come out of the very wide-scale redundancies at Hull College of Art and the academics and students have set up the Ferrell Art School I recommend you check out their website it's extraordinary they're already running courses not degree awarding courses but hopefully uh, they will be able to when we get through the regulation process The Centre for Human Ecology in Glasgow have been there for 20 years or more, they'll be running courses in Ecological Studies. The Red Learning Co-op in Oxford, this is academics who were made redundant out of Ruskin College. Can you imagine the courses in International Labour Studies were abolished? At Ruskin College, which, as you know, is a trade union college, they've set themselves up to teach trade union studies. And not only already existing uh, co-ops, but newly emerging co-ops. So there is a learning co-op in Bristol, which is forming itself slowly and surely and eventually will become part of the network. So the point is that the co-op college will be the supporting co-op for a network of independent co-ops that will become the cooperative university. And already new co-ops and new projects are emerging that are asking to become a part of this project. So it feels like a social movement to develop this new form of higher education. There is already in Europe one cooperative university. It was a, it's been there since in the Basque country, the University of Mondragon. It's been there in one form or another for 50 years. Uh, it came out of anti-fascist politics, the labor movement, Catholic action. You can imagine the political context out of which it has emerged. It's it's a thriving international university with 15,000 students. It teaches in three languages, Languages, it has a federated model which we are following and they are supporting us uh, very much in the work uh, that we are doing. And interestingly, they also talk about the importance of the relationship between capital and labour. And one of their organising principles is that labour will be subordinate to capital that is a founding principle of of Mondragon University and the point about cooperative universities if I haven't said it already is that students have an equal vote and voice in what happens in the institution at the level of governance they are members of the university and they have an equal say in what happens in the university so this is much more fundamental than student voice or student experience or student engagement this is students actually having a say at important levels of decision-making. At the University of Mondragon, students get to vote on the fee they pay and they get to vote on the academic salary. The corporate university is not, is not a new idea. As I said at the beginning of my talk, I've been working on, on these processes and politics of higher education for many years. I was the Dean of Teaching and Learning at the University of Lincoln from 2007 to 2014. and During that period, we, we, and I say we, academics, students, administrators, and others, put together a teaching and learning strategy that is called Student as Producer. So Student as Producer is, since 2010, it still is, the organizing principle for all teaching and learning. At Lincoln it's the default it's not the only kind of teaching that goes on of course but it's the default it's the default across all levels and all courses and academics in the quality processes and students are asked, are asked or challenged it's not compulsory to engage with the dysfunctionality that lies at the core of higher education the relationship between teaching and learning and how are we going to fix it and you fix it your way and you fix it in the traditions of your discipline and if you don't want to fix it, then you tell us why and we we'll learn from you. The, we, we, we have written it up in an academic language, not the managementese of many teaching and learning strategies. As I said, it's not compulsory. Academics are challenged and invited to consider the dysfunctionality between those two core activities. And there's a lot of research on that and students produce as written into the quality assurance protocols and I have to say the QAA were extremely helpful in help in getting in supporting us in establishing this process so it may be that well-meaning and hard-working quality officers and universities are risk averse and maybe even vice chancellors also but the QAA are not in my experience or were not in my experience risk averse and would support and encourage institutions who were trying to do something else. Let me say student as producer is not student as co-producer and I'll say a bit more about that in a minute. Student as co-producer is is important and occurs in many universities Um, and student as co-producer and I know Rajani you've written about this recently uh, but but it's not student as co-producer. Student and I'm not against co-production but student producer is much more than that I'd like to think students co producer is research orientated style of teaching where students learn about research processes and the ways in which knowledge is uh, produced and that's very very important from an instructional to a learning paradigm and the important thing about that is that it helps to create a research culture with teaching designed around inquiry based and problem solving activities and the division between the academic and teacher role is minimized but the authority is in no way questioned maybe it shouldn't be uh, but it's it certainly isn't and 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 there is an element of this of course in in student as producer but as I go on to say in a minute it's more than that but in terms of how it worked out at Lincoln we did some research three or four years ago um, uh, into student as producer at Lincoln and we found Uh, and we have published this in various journals and reports, we found a very positive ratings by academics, uh, students, senior managers and academics and the Students' Union. That is to say, students like it, academics like it, the idea of students being involved in research and research-like processes as an intrinsic part of how they teach. Many academics said, we're already doing it. Academics and some students liked the commitment to a critique of neoliberal university. That is to say, a critique of students' consumer. They appreciated that. Other people said it was too bureaucratic. Of course, it was too academic. Um, but the point I want to make is that there is an important difference between um, a student engagement and uh, a student as producer that I will go on to say. But for now, let's just look at some of the very positive examples of publications where students are publishing their work in reviewed academic journals. There are many, many of these in the UK and America in the Anglophone world. This is a journal I helped to set up when I was at Warwick. It's now it's called the Reinvention Journal. It's now an International Journal of Undergraduate Research. there is a conference uh, across the UK every year. This year it was in South Wales. Next year it's in Leeds where 300, 400 students present their research in, in an academic way. Uh, and it is tremendous to see uh, undergraduate students presenting their, their research in a very professional way. So speaking to what Rajani was talking about, you know, it is possible to... To stretch students uh, by engaging them in in rewarding activities. And in my experience, and in the the research, they they oftentimes do respond very, very well. And a lot of the research, as Rajani says, in the UK and America points to the success of this kind of work. And it's very common in almost all universities that I know in the UK, at least. But let me say, student producer is more than this. Student producer. I would like to think, works on at least three dimensions. It is teaching and learning in the classroom. So it's research-engaged teaching. That is to say, it's co-production. But it's more than that. Student as produced has always been about the transformation of the institution. By developing more democratic relationships between students and teachers in the classroom, it is possible to develop a more democratic institution in a form that hasn't yet been invented. That's important as an experiment, that's what universities are. So institutional change has always been a part. Democratic governance, collegiality, collaboration and cooperative uh, labor, including students and other forms of academic labor. So student producer is about all forms of academic labor, not just about students and academics. And more than that, student producer is, is, is about considering higher education as a radical political project in order to transform the social relations of capitalist production to create a new form of social wealth picking up on one of uh, Rajani's themes I'm focusing on one principle of the fetish the relationship between capital and labor but in my work that fetish that relationship between capital and labor is the organizing principle uniquely of capitalist civilization, to use that anthropological <coughs> understanding. All those other fetishes are important, that Rajani talked about, and we lived in a highly complex world, but actually the world is not that complex. The capitalist world is not that complex. It's organised on the relationship between capital and labour. Not as sociological categories, but as forms of social energy that merge and mutate and form in all kinds of different and surprising ways that cannot be anticipated. And in terms of this is a radical political project, student as producer would see itself very much allied to the project of decolonializing the university. But in my own work and the work of my colleague Anna Dinnerstein at the University of Bath, which have a long association, she writes about decolonial Marxism, about seeing the critique of colonialism through a Marxist lens. Through the lens of the relationship of capital and labor, and if we're going to abolish colonialism, what are we going to replace it with? And how do we avoid a liberal critique of liberalism? A liberal critique of liberalism? Many of the critiques, as wonderful as they are, and as compelling and articulate, they, they are liberal critiques of the liberal university, that is to say, the intellectual tradition, and therefore they never get beyond. Other than reorganizing or rearranging what we've all agreed, in this room probably is pretty much a disaster Student producer then is against the exploitation and appropriation of human and non-human labor and cheap energy along with the racialized gendered inequalities and discrimination that this system of production and reproduce and reproduction imposes so this model of resistance privileges the concept of strike not strike as a one-off event that, that withdraws your labor from a company, as important as that is, but strike that does something to absolutely have an effect on, in a negative and a positive way, the social relations of capitalist production. And it is interesting to see how that concept of strike is becoming more more predominant. So we have uh, Greta Thunberg talking about the world strike. There's Silvia Federici talking about the woman strike. No... None of this means anything unless the lives and labour of women are at the centre of it. Plan C is a radical group. Talk about the social strike. And in my own work I talk about Strike Prime. Strike as more than defending jobs. But strike as to abolish capitalist work. And replace it with meaningful human activity. Not... We have to work, we have to eat, it's the only way we can do it, in this form of civilization. We all know the consequences and the outcome of that. So, abolish capitalist work. And when we go back to the cooperative movement, that's precisely what it was about. To create new forms of human association, not yet developed. To create new forms of social or commonwealth, not yet developed. But we can imagine and think and plan based on human need and capacity. What do we need? What can we do? It's not complicated. Theoretically, it comes out of my work. I'm a critical theorist. I'm a uh, Marxist. New reading of Marx, you might know. Based on work among others, Walter Benjamin, the concept student as producer, comes from the article the author as producer, written in 1934. How do radical intellectuals act in a moment of crisis? He was living in exile in Nazified paris uh, how do we how do we act and uh, benjamin inspired by Brecht's theater so the student becomes the teacher but the producer aspect is not to produce things that's a part of it but to transform the social relations of production so this critique focuses focuses on on the fetish on the real material history on the mate- on materiality Of capitalist production which tends to get ignored almost invariably in many of the critiques in Rajani's uh, explanation it's naturalized capitalist world becomes naturalized how could we possibly imagine a world in which we didn't have to get up at 8 o'clock on a Monday morning well it's really not that difficult and people are doing it all over the world all of the time if you haven't seen the good new book, Cathy Weeks's book, The Problem of Work, Feminism and Marxism and the Production of the Future. This is the point. This is the problem. Corporations are part of the problem. Donald Trump is part of the problem. The problem, unbeknownst to those elites, is that the organisation of capitalist work is the problem. According to my critical theory. And and we trace this back as, uh, again, Rajani was talking about the Humboldt University. This connection between research and teaching is not not just what I think about is the university or what I think the university is, it is what the university is. This is the form in which the modern European University was invented in 1815 and all forms of higher education in Europe and maybe even in America and elsewhere in the world point to this model research engaged teaching students involved in the production of knowledge against dogmatic medieval teaching and the university is a political as well as an economic project that project was liberal humanism it has failed disastrous disastrously students producer as i've said is based on the radicalization of the university through 1968 th- through 2010 through on and on and again another excellent book I would recommend if you haven't already seen it organizing the Enlightenment invention the invention of the modern research university by Chad Wellman it's really fabulous talking about how this model was invented and how it still lingers and and how we respond to it I think I've got about six minutes left yeah the um, as I said this work came out of uh, 2010, my colleagues and I set up a free co-op in Lincoln for higher education that would give students the experience of higher education. They wouldn't get a degree, but they'd have an intellectual life without paying for it. That, that existed for eight years. We shut it down this year in a good way, with, with a good heart, having learned from it and having gained experience and confidence from it about what a, corpora- a cooperative is and was and how it, how it could work i don't have time to go into that now but but um we can talk about it later and uh, and and it's a tiny tiny project you couldn't believe how small it is about 20 people but it's a huge idea and people have picked it up and they've written about it students have done undergraduate research people phds book even um the point being things might appear small but they certainly might not end up that way uh actually Again, yeah, radical philosophy you know these are major intellectual publications picking up on it and writing about it and this this is a theoretical model framework that I've, that I've been working on with my friend and colleague Josh Wynn for many years and this piece of art was created by a student. talk about the value vortex you know vortex is when two opposite energies collide and they create a, a whirlpool of energy and in capital, we have capital and labor, two energies, of, as, as I and other people are describing them, colliding and creating a vortex that produces wonderful things. It produced us, but it's also the most destructive vortex there has ever, ever been. So can we recalibrate the vortex to collaborate, recalibrate the polarity so capital becomes subordinate to labor? Remember, this is Mondragon's principle. And it's not public v private. I'm not arguing for the public's good. Public and private are both forms, in my world, of capitalist regulation. But a new form of logic of the social world. To create a social institution that hasn't yet been invented. A new, which is based on a new radical epistemology. Not interdisciplinarity, thank you. But a new field of science or field of knowledge the moment requires that we are ambitious and, and this is something about the principles we designed. but you can read you can read more about it so we now have amazingly after many years we're very close but the closer we get in some ways the farther away we get but anyway we are very close to creating a cooperative university the first one in the UK and uh, and quite amazingly and, and, and uh, very helpfully at the um, recent Labour Party conference, I'm not in the Labour Party, by the way, but at the Labour Party conference, I'm not in any political party. Uh, not that you shouldn't be, but that's another question. But anyway, Angela Rayner rang our office up or of the Cooperative College up two weeks before the conference and said that they were very interested in the work that the Cooperative College was doing and uh, and could they find out more about it. And she'd like to say something about it in her speech at the party conference. And indeed she did so in the in the party political conference she 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 said that the Labour Party was committed to the idea of a corporate university to be set up across the UK based on the work that we were doing that will be part of the of their plans for a national education strategy so the corporate university is not the future but it is on the way to the future And everywhere we look, the future is crisis and catastrophe. The corporate university is recognition of the importance of critical, collective, collective, practical, useful knowledge to confront the many global emergencies based on the principle of where people and the planet are the project and not the resource. Thank you very much.